Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio brought to you by Vell Health, Wellness Within Reach. We thank you so much for joining us and for listening to us and being a part of this amazing journey. Um, today I have John Denny in the studio with us. Um, so fortunate that he took the time out to come and speak with me in person. Uh, he's someone I've known for many years, and we met through uh, stand-up paddleboarding before stand-up board- paddleboarding was really a thing in the U.S. Um, we were introduced by a mutual friend, and uh, it was it was just a great meetup, and I've been fortunate to be a part of his family and their care ever since that time. But he is also, um, we are fortunate to have him here in Palm Beach County, and, and actually he is touching uh, many of you out there through the lives of other sports people that you probably admire through his work with meditation and heart math and um, mental emotional regulation. Um, so we're going to talk to him about that today, get some real good insight into how we can better approach our lives, our, you know, not only the sports the physical sports out there, but the mental sports and the and the sports of relationships, the sports of work. You know, it's all it's, it's not a game in, in per se, but I think it is something that we play on a higher level and we have to engage with. And if we're doing it from a good place, then usually we have good results. So we're going to talk about how to get to that good place. We're going to talk about the many lessons that Mr. Denny has learned personally, because he has gone through some uh, several transformations, right, sir? Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, happy to have you here. You're you're the master of ceremony today. I'm just here to facilitate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say you've we've taken you into our family. You have taken our family into you very yeah. many times. Thank you. And uh, yeah, appreciate that a lot. You've yeah. helped us on our journey. Thank you. So so let's go back. Let's go back in time to that that paddleboarding era. And go from there because for me at least around that time I was traveling to Hawaii I was doing things in France I was and for me surf and connecting with the ocean has always been a spiritual place there's no doubt about that so we were living on the island of Maui for 14 years I both my children were born there and we were next-door neighbors of some of the great surfers Laird Hamilton Dave Kalama and they were the ones who were really pioneering this sport of paddleboarding and you know we all wondered what it, what it was so quickly we all did what Laird did we got paddle boards and we were paddling around and I saw that my wife Barry loved it mm-hmm. and Laird loved it and that was the big aha mm-hmm. if these two people love it everyone yeah. in the world's going to love it cuz they couldn't be further apart that's it and sure enough so I bought two containers of paddle boards over $200,000 worth of paddle boards not a good idea did not know anything about retail, anything about wholesale. It was a, but it was a move of passion, and I moved my whole family to Florida, yeah. and we were really the first people ever to carry a paddleboard onto Jupiter Beach, and that's where. Yeah. Matter of fact, John Woodstock said he would never do it. Yeah, 
and we gave him one for rehab, and he's never lied down since. Yep. And I think he he was the first. I was the first person he took in there into coastal with it. There you and I'm go. like, what the heck am I doing out here? And, but it was beautiful. It was Walking beautiful. on water. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so then you you've got that going right, and that's that's and a huge that's a pretty awesome life to begin with. Oh, it was. We were, you know, we were in the beginning stages of kiteboarding, of toe surfing, of all the big wave pioneering. It was an amazing time to be out there. And we were a part of the biggest group in the world that were pioneering those things. At the same time, I had um, developed a little practice called Brainstorm Maui, where I used heart math and I used the interactive metronome. And I started working with athletes. One was Kai Lenny, who is the leader of that world right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, I follow him. He's amazing. And I, and I learned that, you know, if we learn to control our temper and tension, we perform much better. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've coached so many different sports that I know nothing about. But I do know that a happy person is going to do them better than an unhappy person. Yeah. So... My whole practice is really, you know, how do we become happy? How do we live happy on a daily basis? Staying in the here and now, not getting too caught up in the past and not getting too worried about the future. Yeah, so that is key because right now we live in a time where it's exceedingly, increasingly difficult to do that. A lot of distractions, a lot of issues with staying present because you've got things, technology issues, whether it's political health, family oriented, whatever, pulling you in a million directions. That's going to be the challenge for all of us. How do we return to that space? Yeah. Well, again and again, right? Well, the the biggest challenge is that people have no skills to do it. They don't understand a step-by-step process to Mm -hmm. get into the here and now. So they're going along just hoping that they'll stumble into the here and now once in a while, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. You know, Mm -hmm. most people don't find it. Right. But when we find a systematic way to enter the here and now, to be present taking control of our mind, our body, and our thoughts, everything changes on a cellular level, Hmm. hormonally, electrically, chemically. I mean, Hmm. it's unbelievable. And the the conscious control we have over our systems, even our cardiac system, our nervous system, our hormonal system, is unbelievable, but no one ever learns it. Mm -hmm. That's what really pissed me off. When I learned this stuff, I'm like, how come we didn't... I have a master's in psychology from Pepperdine. How come I didn't learn it there? How come right. I didn't learn it in high school or college? Mm-hmm. A- and and to learn this stuff, it's like it should be 101. We should all learn how to control our temper and our tension right. and at least to create an attitude of happiness in right. some level. You know, it's interesting. I, I look back and I've you know, brought it up a few times. Within my family, I, I wanted to do and create a situation where I would bring them into devotional stage or Bible study, right? But always to do that, I would do, we would do yoga first. And then to seal it, we would have a pillow fight. Now, <laughs> they're much bigger now, so um, the pillow fight kind of went by the way <laughs> when I started getting really hurt. Um, however, that being said, it seems to speak to what you're, you know, do, it's, it's got to be a multifaceted approach in order to come into the here and now and to grow from that space. So you created this system. Well, I've I've taken systems that I've learned and put it into my own philosophy, but Got just it. how I understand it, there's nothing I didn't create anything. Right. Okay. True. <clears throat> and I've learned yeah. 
things that help me. You know, my, my passion is helping myself to right. live a happier life today. If that helps, if I can help other people, that's right. great. But it but starts with self. It, absolutely. Have it. And then what you just pointed out, our family, and we'll talk about the harmony exercise in a minute here, but we always, we're a family that prayed together. Mm-hmm. So Barry and I had our morning prayers and right. the kids would sit there on the bed or play around. And then at the end, we'd have them come over and hold hands. Right. So the four of us would start the day holding hands right. and have a little prayer request or whatever. They were teeny. Yeah. And then we'd have a family hug. Right. We had hugs, not slugs. Right, right, right. And so pillow fights were, we, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. and I, I truly believe now yeah. seeing my daughter 25 and my son 23 yeah. and they're healthy, contributing members of society, I got to believe a lot was from that foundational days. Yeah, definitely. It sticks, you know, that sort of spiritual um, education I was reading uh, is not something you can teach. It's something you just have to, it's got to be around and then the spirit absorbs it. The mm-hmm. cells absorb it, everything. And so it's always there. Even when they we veer off and go all different directions, we always have to come back to it because it's inside. Yeah. Uh, some people fall asleep pretty dark places. I mean, yeah. you know, we have to have that sort of reawakening or yeah. whatever it is that. Let, let's talk about that if you want to um, and, and, and to the capacity that you can, because, you know, I share things that I've come through because of this. But there's no better lesson than sharing your experience of how you utilize this. So let's maybe you want to share a, a level of which you've used these techniques and then go into the technique for our, our listeners. All right. Well, there's a. I'm going to mention two techniques. One is the meditation itself. So mm-hmm. I learned it in 1985 right. from what I considered the happiest person I'd ever met. He was 85. <laughs> okay. He was born in the year 1900, mm-hmm. and I was 22 or 23. And I'm like, why are you so happy? Mm-hmm. You know, and and he said it was because he learned how to think. Mm-hmm. He learned how to take control of his mind on a daily basis. So. From 85 to 88, we'd pick him up for breakfast, take him out to Hollywood, go back to his house, and we'd do this meditation. Right. And after he passed away in 88, I just kept it part of my life. And then I had a, I had one girlfriend who was a Buddhist, another who was an atheist, and I was like, I got to find the girl who's going to at least believe yeah. some level what yeah. I believe. Yeah. And and uh, finally found the one. So the first place I use it is as a foundation for my family. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are, nothing ever builds up because we don't let it build up because the next day we'll meditate together so it calms it back down. So we have nothing growing at that level. And then as far as the, it it was years, it was 15 years of meditation before I would learn heart math and sort of those self-regulation skills we can use during the day. Mm And so I was at a naturopath doctor on Maui, and he's giving me all these tests. And he's like, you know, you don't handle stress well. And I'm like, no, I don't. You know, my back goes out, my neck goes out, I get cold sores. And he goes, well, next time you come here, I want to show you this machine, which is, was the original heart math machine called the freeze framer, you know, serial ports and the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And he puts me on the thing, and I light up in all sympathetic, you know, nervous system activity. And, and how does it connect to the body? How does it just sense? Either ear, ear or finger, and it just reads heart. Okay. You know, so you're reading beats per minute, but then also heart rate variability. Got it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But that's that's the key. That is like the um, that's like in a mirror to our emotional mm-hmm. state. Are we emotionally having a reaction? Or are we under emotional control? And so in 15 minutes, he taught me to switch to, to full, you know, he said, okay, I want you to now 
sit, focus on your heart, take some nice breaths and think a good thought. And when I opened up my eyes, the entire machine was in these beautiful waves. And I, I didn't even believe them. I was like, that must, you must, must have a make them a believer button over there or something. And he taught me how to completely shift my nervous system response in, in 15 minutes. And, I, and again, I was a 15-year meditator. I had a master's in psychology. I'd done multiple self-help retreats. I, I thought I had it going. But mm -hmm. then this was the step that really brought it throughout the world. And once I learned how quick we can go from emotional reaction to emotional control... It just opened up my path to working with athletes and things like that. Okay. So I love it. And then so you've worked with various different types of athletes. Athletes, individuals, teams. Mm -hmm. I really excel with individual athletes. Mm -hmm. um, tennis, golf, uh, volleyball has been a good one. Not Even some Olympians. Yes, and I've had worked with uh, a number of Olympians. Lexi Thompson, who's a golfer. Zion Wright, who's a skateboarder. Uh, Lara Dahlman Weiss, who's a, a sailor, and she's in the, she'll be in Paris also. So, and she's also on our uh, America's Cup team for the women. So okay. that's a, super exciting. But again, I know nothing about sailing. Right. I know nothing about skateboarding. Right. I know nothing about golf, really. And however, I do know about the individual emotional state. Mm -hmm. And if they go out there in a bad mood, they're not going to do well. Right. And if they go out and if they learn how to. So that's the awakening. The awakening is we are in control of our thoughts and we become what we think about. You know, and when we get that, when that goes off, yeah. then we can start to practice that thinking. So we are our focus. Um, so daily meditation, self-regulation, cleansing, fasting, exercise. So there's not only the mental, there's the physical, there's, and, and in that there's diet. Yeah, there's, I am a... Uh, so over the years, I've have you heard of the Master Cleanse, the Lemonade yeah, Diet, a yeah, ten sure, day sure. Master Cleanse? Yeah, so yeah, I'm a big. I do that about three to four times a year, okay. and it's ten days of no food, just the lemonade mix and you know stuff to make sure you're going to the bathroom. And I have found that to be the key to my physical well being because I don't like to, I'm, I don't like denying myself things too much. So. During the three months between my master cleanses, I'm not a glutton, but I eat sugar and I eat, you know, I don't try to eat a lot of wheat, but I eat wheat. Mm -hmm. And so I, I found that those cleanses and taking that 10 days is incredible for my self-control, first of all. And then it just resets my body on a level. And we created a program called the Mind Body Flush, which is the master cleanse and the harmony exercise for 10 days. So you cleanse the mind and the spirit at the same time, cleansing the body with the master cleanse. And we've had tens of people, we've had, probably had about 30 people do it now, mm -hmm. and uh, incredible results there. It's just a real, I, I highly recommend it. It's not easy, but it's a really um, valuable tool for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you have plenty of other cleanses and diets that you could recommend, but that's um, I generally am more of a, I like, you know, like a three-day juice fast and including greens and stuff, only because, you know, it's a little bit harder for me personally to take 10 days where I'm doing something 
to that low consumption and being a heal and being involved in healing. I don't want to call myself the healer, but I'm facilitating healing. And that's a lot of focus and energy, physical and otherwise. So I do need to consume a certain level of caloric intake and in mm-hmm. greens. Yeah. So I will omit the proteins and and, th- and weed and all that, but I just do the juicing, you know, juices. No smoothies, just juices. You'd be, be amazed how much energy yeah. you get from pure maple syrup. Uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and honestly, as far as the 10 days on the magic lens, yeah. the first three are the worst. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. Because you're yeah. going through the elimination, you're getting everything out of your body, yeah. you're breaking these habits, you're, you're getting the sugars out, so the yeah. caffeine's out, so you got headaches. And But then day three and four and five come, and suddenly you have this energy you can't believe. Mm. I mean, Allie played in a pro volleyball tournament on day eight one time. Really? You know, and, and, and uh, so you find through the cleanse, you have a, it's amazing how much energy. Our bodies are amazing. Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely I'm, I'm all for... Like I said, that's me personally, but I'm all for people exploring mm-hmm. and ba- and finding balance with what works for them. Because some people, obviously, there's sugar issues, diabetes, you know. All, oh, absolutely. So we have to be careful with like, this is the way. No, no, <laughs> there's not. no one way. But but, however, not but, however, I do believe there's times when we have to give the system a break in some way, shape, or form, and that then allows for a, a shift in where all that energy goes right and it can go to healing it can go to increasing your immune system it can go to detox and drainage and the lymph system and all these things that are under so much stress right and if we're spending all our energy digesting right never get to do that it's not going to the brain not going to the heart not going to all these things so no big fan of, of figuring out a nice balanced way to even if it's seasonally you know, every season change. That's when I usually do some form of a juice fast. Mm-hmm. Um, just allow my body to acclimate and change with the seasons and, and focus on the organs that correspond to those seasons and the energy they're in. Um, so so let's talk about areas of improvement because you give me some pointers here, which there's so much that I want to say, but there's things that I know we need to cover. Um, you know, one of the things I do want to touch on is you became an ordained minister. What and that's in 2020. How did that fit into all of this? Well, that fit in that when we started doing the heart. So December 1st, 2016 was really the day I, I committed to being a daily meditator and really putting it out there. 2017, I did it every day for a year on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. That was really a challenge. Yeah. And um, during that year, so much stuff changed. And... Barry got a job and she worked nights and I'm not, I don't really like sitting at home alone. So I found a course down in West Palm beach about the course in miracles. And I was like, you know, I think I might go take that, you know? And so then I started taking it about three or four weeks into it. I started talking to the guy. I'm like, well, I'd like to do the year long study with you. So we started embarked on this year long study and about and every day we were communicating about four months into it or five, she is like, well, where would you like your ordination to be? And I'm like, what ordination? He goes, well, no, at the end of this study, you're ordained as a minister yeah. by the Academy of Spiritual Awakening. Yeah. So it turned out I got ordained next to a man named Christopher Jackson, who is was the head minister down at Unity on the Bay in Palm Beach, the biggest unity in, in Florida. Like this guy's a monster. Right. And I was like, wow, you know. This is legit stuff. And yeah. and I didn't think I'd use it. But now, 
two or three years later, I'm getting numerous speaking opportunities at, at Unity of Jupiter here. And um, you can find those talks on, on Unity of Jupiter YouTube or on my Facebook page. And it's been incredible. And just sharing this stuff, which I talk about all week anyway. Right. I mean, this is what I do. What you and I are doing right now, right. I'm going to leave here and talk to 10 more people about right. the same stuff. So yeah. I really enjoy it. But now we get to share it with a bigger audience. Bigger audience. Yeah. You know, and... and so, so now we have again. What what gains do you see the average person receiving from these techniques, and how? Okay. And then, so not only the gains, and then how do they obtain the full, you know, benefit of of learning this these okay. techniques? So, my, my underlying philosophy is, we become what we think about, and we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Okay. Everyone is going to renew their mind into some thought when they wake up. Mostly, people renew them into yesterday's problems. Right. Okay? If we can develop a situation where we're renewing them into what we want to become, health, harmony, abundance, supply, peace, love, and gratitude, all these higher things, we need to make a conscious decision to do that. So each morning, I spend 10 minutes with this meditation I learned back then. And I renew my mind into those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if there's a problem from yesterday, I have areas in my meditation where I can do it. Okay. So I knew I was coming to see you today. So this morning, I put my podcast with Dr. Ken into right action. Let, let us have the right words to help people, you know, and I, and I don't worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so there's things I can do during my meditation. But that has been what has led to everything. That's what's led to all the changes. Now, I've done this meditation since 1985, but maybe mm -hmm. it was once a week or once every two weeks or when chips went down a little bit. But daily meditation is the key. Problem is, most people aren't going to do it. Right. You know, and it's super, it takes a super discipline. And if I didn't have my website and people counting on me to put one up the next day and that high level of accountability, and now that I'm, you know, 2300 days in a row I have people relying on me to do that now if I didn't have that accountability partners I don't know if I would have had the wherewithal to keep going but right. now I see it as really helping others and helping myself at the same time mm -hmm. and um, you know it's gonna uh, during COVID we made it free subscription and it'll be free to the end of this month and in May we're gonna go back to a, a subscription model which is it's about a quarter a day but um but this month anybody who's listening now you can go onto my website click the link and you can be right on here today's harmony i have a online course i made called the elements on there which mm -hmm. is nine videos which are all between two and five minutes which explain all the different elements of the harmony from physical relaxation to relaxing the mind to the affirmations of health, harmony, and abundance, and how we uh, affirm those for ourselves and others. It's, yeah. it's just incredible. So the media is there. The content is growing. you have anyone else involved? The audience is growing. Um, my daughter led the one today. My wife leads it. I have other people who have learned how to lead the harmony. Um, mm -hmm. We have a number of people involved, you know, helping me do that. So sort of move the message forward. It seems that um, there's this melding of prayer and meditation in there, right? And science. How And science. So, you know, 
it's important to, you know, when I think of prayer, right, when we were growing up, it's always like you, you, you're asking for something, right? Meditation is uh, you're more of like you're being present. People feel comfortable, more comfortable asking for something than to be present and more see themselves as an instrument, I think. How would you kind of separate the two or blend well, the two? Uh, just quickly, uh, there's two types of prayer, petitionary prayer and yeah. affirmative prayer. Right. Petitionary prayer is when we ask and beg. It never has worked for me. Right. Affirmative prayer is when we command and create. Right. This is how I'm going to be. I am going to be perfect health until I know di- otherwise, Love period, it. end yes. of story. Yes, yes. And, and so, uh, you know, the harmony, and so it's called the harmony exercise. It's not yeah. called the harmony prayer, the harmony meditation. Right. It's a full metaphysical experience. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, uh, you know, I have these on, on the Vell app, I have these uh, treatments, I call them. So they are that, and then they're inspired by you know individuals such as yourself, uh, people that I read like Florence Scovel Shin, metaphysics. Mm-hmm. You know, love her. Um, you know, there's Game some of life. right. There's so much out there, and um, and I love the fact that you're bringing it into the present. No pun intended, <laughs> but you're bringing it into the now. Where are we now as a culture, as a society? What can we understand and grasp, and how do we live and and vibrate higher? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's what you're talking about. You're right. talking about, you know, harnessing this energy that's all around us and within us, bringing our cells, every single cell into a higher vibration um, through the processing of information each and every day. Right. And the repetition and practice. Right. Uh, so I, I love it. I think it's great. I'm glad that you're with us. We thank you for joining us. This has been John Denny. And the website is theharmonyexercise.com. And I'd appreciate if all of you would take a moment and just uh, not only just give it to yourself for yourself and your growth, but for everything you're doing so that you can do better and we can all grow together. Uh, Another Maximum Health Quality Living. If you missed any portion of the show, it's on Apple uh google every every you know podcast there is and of course there's always velhealth.com check it out download your vel health app today don denny we thank you you've been a wonderful Uh, thank you dr ken all right